Movie Bar Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. I am your host, John, and I am here with my co-host, Justin. Hello. And Kyle. Hello. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode 26. Today is October 10th, 2022. How are you boys doing today? <laughs> good. I'll jump yeah, good. Out. This, this is how it's going to be tonight. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> it's you know what happened to me five seconds ago, so. <laughs> yeah, they don't need to know that. Nope. So. It is. This is our second episode of October, I believe. Um, so let's start it off with this week's episode. I believe it was episode four or five. Five. Four. Uh, I think. The 100 scariest horror yeah, movie moments. Kyle, take it away. It's been a lot. All right. So at 49, we had a movie I definitely want to watch now. It's called A Bay of Blood, but it's also known as Carnage, also known as Bloodbath, and then also known as Twitch of the Death Nerve, which is a great title. I wish that was its main title. came out in 1971, and that moment was um, there's like two people having sex, and then they get stabbed by a spear through the bed, and it pales both yes. of them. Um, and they, they also note that, like, like one of the Friday the 13th movies copied this. Um, at 48, we have the first Conjuring, which came out in 2013. And I mean, this one, as soon as they chose it, I knew it was going to be the clapping scene. I feel like that's an iconic scene from that one. That shit's um, you, you play yeah. hide, hide and seek with a kid. They start yeah. clapping and they're in another room. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember because I was, you know, like 13 when this came out. Me and my friends would play that game. And it was creepy. Um, at 47, we had Get Out, which came out in 2017. And uh, we have the moment when he goes into the, the sunken place and uh, Catherine Keener's like hypnotizing him. Um, at 46, we have Twin Peaks Part 8, 2017. I didn't watch this one because I, I want to start Twin Peaks. So I was like, this might be a spoiler. So I kind of skipped over this one. Um, I have a question about this. I didn't yeah. realize there was so many friggin' pots. Well, like, when it said it, part eight, I was like, "The fuck!" Like, I thought. It was I think a TV it. Show. I think it means episode eight. Um, oh, okay. Because it's part of the return series, so it's like the sequel series. Okay. Um. Yeah. At. Um. Sorry, I lost my list for 45. a second. Forty-five. We had <clears throat> Pan's Laugh Labyrinth. And uh, this was the pale man, which is the guy with the eyeballs in his hands. Um, at 44, we had Rosemary's Baby in 1968. And that scene is when the guy, like, rapes Rosemary and she's having, like, the dream. And then she realizes it wasn't really a dream. Um, at 43, we had Inside, a movie I haven't heard about. But it came out in 2007, and it's when uh, Sarah stabs her mother, thinking it's the intruder. Oh, yeah. At 42, we had Seven, uh, 1995. And this is when um, they go in, and the guy in the bed, they assume is dead because he looks like a zombie, but you realize he's alive. And they did two David Fincher movies back-to-back. And at 41 was Zodiac, and it's a scene when the Zodiac kills the couple by the lake. 
And they point out how realistic it was and how it's likely very close to how it happened in real life. Um, at 40, we have 28 Days Later, 2008. And uh, the part is when Brendan Gleeson's character gets blood in his eye and turns into a zombie pretty quickly. Um, at 39, we have 30 Days a Night, 2007. It's just when the vampires go on the killing spree. At um, 38, we have Science of the Lambs, 1991. Um, it's, you know, the part when Buffalo Bill is kind of chasing her in the dark. Um, I think that's also kind of the one people think of. And then uh, 37, we have Suspiria, and it's when uh, Sarah falls into the barbed wire. But well, we're getting close. Yeah. Three more I still, I, I, I think you're right about... Uh, the psycho being number one. I think that has to be up there. Now that we've figured out that it's like horror scenes, that was very scary for that time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure Justin just reenacted a bathroom scene and it's going to be scary. So. <laughs> but um, feel bad yeah. for the next person. I think also one. I, I'm. I'm assuming they'll do something from Sinister. And I think like the lawnmower part, that one sticks out to me. I feel like that could, that could be soon. If there, I feel like Sinister is going to be on it. Yeah, Justin, you said something that was posted on Reddit that Sinister was the scariest movie, or. Yeah, it was rated as being like the, the scariest movie for by some college or scientific study or something like that. So that was interesting, but. You know, being the scariest overall doesn't mean it has the best scare scene, you know, period. So, yeah. Hard to well, say. Like, time will tell. Three more weeks, we'll figure it out. But, um, all right, what's coming to theaters this week? It's a light week, but it's a big week. Um, We have Halloween ends. It finally ends after four years after her last encounter with masked killer Michael Myers. Lori Strode is living with her granddaughter and trying to finish her memoir. Myers have, hasn't been seen, and Lori finally decides to liberate herself from rage and fear and embrace life. However, when a young man stands accused of murdering a boy that he was babysitting, it ignites a cascade of violence and terror that forces Lori to confront the evil she can't control. Um, yeah, I'm I'm seeing this on Saturday. Uh, I I mean, Halloween Kills was. It was okay. Like, it's, it's still slasher. It's good, fine, entertaining, but I hope this is closer to the 2018 one. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how this trilogy plays out. Yeah. And if probably in two years, somebody else will remake it and probably be connected to one of the other ones. Yeah, we'll get Paul Hollywood's out of ideal. <laughs> Hollywood is out of ideas, so. Yeah. I'd love to see a Rob Zombie third one, but. All right. Upcoming Blu-rays, they will be released. Well, this will drop on Tuesday. So today, um, Lost Highway is coming to 4K. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is coming to 4K. To Kill a Mockingbird is coming to 4K. Shredder is coming to Blu-ray. The Universal Classic Monsters Icons of Horror Volume 2 is coming to 4K. I believe that was like The Mummy and all his movies. Hmm. 
Um, Night Visitor is coming to Blu-ray. <laughs> the Score is coming to 4K. And Decent Proposal is coming to 4K. The Godfather Trilogy 1, 2, and Godfather Coda are all coming to Blu-ray. I mean 4K, excuse me. Um, I know Justin's excited for the Paranormal Activity, the Ultimate Chills Collection, which is all nice. It's coming to, um, I believe, 4K or Blu-ray. Beast is coming to Blu-ray and I believe 4K. Nosferatu, the 100th anniversary, is coming to Blu-ray. The Twin is coming to Blu-ray. Barbarians, that's not the one that just came out. This is a different movie. It's coming to Blu-ray. Frankenweenie, also coming to Blu-ray. Wire Room, coming to Blu-ray. Squeal is coming to Blu-ray. Night at the Eagle Inn is also coming to Blu-ray. Justin, what's coming to streaming this week? Hey, look at that. Halloween ends. It'll be on Peacock on the 14th. Yep, I most likely will be watching it Friday night, so I can see if evil wins. All right, let's sometimes get into some should. movies that we... The what? He said sometimes evil should win. I'm going to laugh if it's not even like the Michael Myers from the first two. It's just some other guy, copycat, and then he shows up at the end, and then like, fuck, now we got to do this all over again. All right, Justin, what have you watched? Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. It's been a busy week, but uh, <clears throat> I did watch All Hallows Eve and um, Terrifier. Uh, I also got to let my children experience the wonderfulness that is Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was that was interesting. Um, <laughs> I also watched The Adams Family. I took my own advice. Watch the Adams family. Did they did they like Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Uh kinda sorta. I mean they were pretty enthralled with it. We had to split it over two nights, so thankfully we split it up over Large Marge. So there were no nightmares over Large Marge. Okay. <laughs> Before I turned it back yeah. on, I fast forwarded the fifteen seconds. <laughs> I was gonna ask if uh you showed them the scary part. No, no, no large marge. The only thing that freaks me out in that movie is when he's carrying the snakes out. Well, that's because you're a baby. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what have you watched? Um, I watched Smile, which was great. Definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, when it's been dominating the box office, which is cool. Um, I watched All Hallows Eve, which we'll talk about, and Terrifier. I watched New Hellraiser. Um, I watched the first VHS. I watched Werewolf by Night. I watched Deadstream, which I'll get into later. And then I watched this show called Over the Garden Wall, which is it's like a kid's show, but, you know, it's it has adult stuff, and there's a lot of horror stuff. It's very fall, Halloween stuff. Um, I definitely recommend it. I feel like it's good for kids and adults, kind of. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think I'll be showing Hunter any horror stuff because he kind of freaked out Saturday night during the Extreme Rules pay-per-view when Barry Wyatt came back. The lights went out and he just like shut it off, shut it off, shut it off. But I don't think he's ready. Well, I watched Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, 
um, Do Not Reply, which was an odd movie, which is kind of like uh, this guy catfishes this girl, this teenage girl online, then kidnaps her and changes her name. And um, Incarnation, which was just released, I believe. That was really good. I finally finished Prey. <laughs> We have to hear your thoughts. We need a five-minute description and analysis. So, the ending was cool. I'll give you that. I'm not a Predator fan at all, but I I was laying around Sunday, and I said, uh, Monday, whatever day it was, I said, I have to, or Thursday, it was Thursday, because I was home with a concussion. I said, I have to finish watching this movie so they get off my case. So I want. I only had like 20 minutes left from where I left off, but it's pretty cool how the whole thing wrapped around with the the mask that he had, the predator. Mm-hmm. And once I figured that, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense then. But it was good. Three and a half mugs. Don't get off my back. All right. So next week we're we're discussing it the whole time, right? No, we've already covered that. We're it's. Shot in the barrel, it's done, moving on. Um, I also watched 11 Minutes, which is on Paramount Plus. It's about the Las Vegas shooting at the country concert. Um, it's four parts, and it was really interesting. And the thing I liked about it the most is they never mentioned the killer's name at all. They focused Good. mainly on the heroes and the victims, and I really liked that. Um, um, one similar to that I just remembered I, I watched uh, a true crime thing also uh, Sins of Our Mother it's like the Lori Vallow I don't know culty killing it's three yeah. parts on Netflix but super good I just remembered but uh, it's in the same vein kind of yeah I believe that one was on Paramount Plus the mm-hmm. 11 minutes but it's really good to check out it really shows like how people came together um, I also watched Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, uh, Return to the House on Haunted Hill. I watched Hollow's Eve, which is not all Hollow's Eve, but a different movie I'll talk about later. And today I watched The Luckiest Girl on, in the World on Netflix, the new Mila Kunos movie. Um, it was interesting. And then I watched Deadstream. He did so, for the audience. He didn't look happy when he said that. <laughs> I, uh, it reminded me a lot of um, what was that Blumhouse movie that just came out with the, the crazy English girl? Oh, um, uh, I watched that. Dash Cam. Yeah. Yeah. And I hated that movie, but yeah. So, all right, let's get into the news. Um, Shutter in Studio Seventy One. Cinepocalypse and Bloody Disgusting uh, produced VHS 99 that's not, that comes out on the 20th are already rewinding all the way back to the 80s and they announced VHS 85. It was announced at New York Comic Con and where Shadow was putting on their VHS 99 on display ahead of the 20th release. Directors are already locked for VHS 85 and currently filming is underway to be released next year. I think this is going to become the new Saw, where they do mm. different years. So, 
interesting to see VHS 99. Yeah, I watched the first one and it was it was fine. I mean, it's it's different shorts, so some of the shorts were better than the others, but overall it's yeah. whatever. But I'm gonna it's try to get hilarious. through them for 99. Yeah. But uh, it's cool. I mean, they they get big people. Like the first one has. If you look at where they started with VHS and where they've gone, like Ty West, you know, X and Pearl, yeah. the guys who did the new Scream. Um, well, that also the guy came who out. did the new How Razor, he has the first one. When did VHS come out? Uh, twenty thirteen, I think. Twenty twelve. I think twenty twelve. I feel like I watched the first VHS with you. Yeah, we might like because it was VHS, VHS two, then VHS viral, and then it was dead up until I believe last year when they came out with VHS yeah. ninety four on sh- exclusively to Shutter. And then I think I don't people say viral's really bad. Like that one's pretty shitty. I yeah, overall. I think that's what killed it. But now yeah. that they've kind of regiven life to it and focusing it like. 94 was cool as hell. Yeah. You know, some of the, the stories that they told in that one, and I can't wait for 99. Yeah. Now I think it's cool, t- too, because, like, you get... It just allows horror people... Like, you can get... You'll see it'll be cool to go back. Many of these people become bigger. It just allows yeah. them to do something a bit bigger. Yeah. Uh, I love a good anthology, so... Yeah, same. All right. All right, Mike Flanagan typically shies away from jump scares in his horror, but is breaking all the rules with Netflix Midnight Club. Uh, premiere episode of Flanagan's latest series, co-created with Leah Fong, just set a Guinness World Record for the most scripted jump scares in a single episode of television. I don't know how I feel about that. Twenty-one like doesn't seem like that much. <clears throat> it just doesn't. It doesn't sit well with me. Just writing in jump scares. Jump scares are cheap. Um, the I, episode I that earned the distinction, huh? I think what we need to do is we need to watch this episode and see how it plays together. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> the episode that earned the distinction, the final chapter, clocks in 21 jump scares in rapid succession during a very J horror inspired tale. Flanagan and his creative team were presented with a certificate by a Guinness representative for the accomplishment. And I just like. I don't know. I, I don't really like jump scares. I think I, most of the time they're pretty predictable. I saw a quote Mike Flanagan was talking about it because, like, it says like he doesn't really like. Yeah. It says he shies away from jump scares. Like he's the same way. But I think the producers were like telling him to do more, so he's like, okay, like we'll do them, and we're gonna do them like this. So I think maybe it could be well done. And he also says like. Now that he has the world record for the most jump scares, he can tell producers, like, I have the world record. We're not doing any more. So yeah. he was kind of joking about it, but we'll see. You, you got to see how it goes. He's the, guy, he's, he's the guy that did Trick or Treat, correct? With Sam? Uh, I don't think so. I know he did the Black Phone um, and, like, the other Netflix horror series. Maybe it is him. Again, American film. He did The Haunting of Hill House, Midnight Mass, Dr. Gerald's Sleep. Game. Oh, he did Gerald's Game. Oculus, Ouija, 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 
Hush, which is great. He did the I Know What You Did Last Summer TV show. Well, I think he might have just produced that. Yeah, I guess not. I thought... What the hell did friggin' Trick or Treat then? Oh, Mike Doherty. Never mind. My bad. (laughs) At least I got the first Um, name right. Yeah, also I think... I don't know if we mentioned it, but I think he... Because Trick or Treat's getting a... um, Oh, release this Halloween for the first time in theaters. Uh, that guy said that the, they're in active development of the second one, so we might actually get a second trick or treat. It's about fucking time. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's very. It goes well with what we're discussing today, but uh, there's a Grinch slasher movie coming out called The Mean One. Uh, there's a few photos released this week, and David Howard Thornton, who plays Art the Clown in Terrifier and Terrifier Two. It's playing the Grinch in it, which is cool. Um, he's great as art. And it's releasing December 15th, so about two months away. We don't have to wait too long. And it definitely, you know, we have the Winnie the Pooh one, so it seems like the trend is going to make beloved children's characters. All these characters movies that just fell into the public domain. Well, I don't think the Grinch is. I saw something where they're saying it ha- it's going to... Winnie the Pooh's in public domain, so that one they can do whatever they want. But this one has to, like, essentially be a parody and fall under parody law. So this one could be pretty dumb. So we'll see. Most things like that are pretty dumb. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> holding out hope for the Winnie the Pooh one, though. But it's it's dumb in theory. Yeah. Speaking of Christmas movies, have you guys seen the trailer for um, Violent Night? Yeah, no. that looks pretty great. That shit looks funny as hell. John Leguizamo. Yeah. And then it's pretty much Santa comes and saves a family being held captive. It's like Die Hard, kind of, with Santa. Yeah. And some John Wick thrown in there. And I love the scene at the end of the trailer when he's like, all right, who did that? Prancer. <laughs> Unprofessional. Because he stepped in reindeer poop. Yeah. David Harbour's um, the man, too. The last bit of news, Adam Green announced on um, the... Movie Crip Live that they do on Patreon. That this year's Halloween short will drop today, Tuesday, October 11th. Uh, if you haven't seen any of them, you can go to Ariescope.com or their YouTube channel. They're pretty interesting. The Tiffany Problem, uh, Jack Chop is a real popular one. And so looking forward to this year's. The Boston one. Which which one did he do for Boston? That was Jack Chop. Yeah, that, that was... Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, and a lot of people trying to take credit for it, but it was his. They pretty much do one night, no no money. They have big like Joel David Moore's been in them, Perry Shen. Uh so pretty interesting to see. I believe last year's was I don't remember what last year's was. But anyways, check it out. Aeriscope.com. They plug us, we plug them. Happy relationship. All right, let's go on to our picks of the week. Kyle, you want to start us off with your pick of the week? Yeah, so <laughs> I guess John was not a fan, but I loved it. Um, Deadstream, which just came out on Shudder. It's um, about a disgraced internet personality that tries to win back his followers by live streaming himself at an abandoned haunted house. 
He accidentally unleashes a vengeful spirit, and his comeback event becomes a fight for his life. Um, it stars Joseph Winter, who also directed it with his wife, Vanessa. Um, and they actually have a short um, that's going to be in VHS 94 coming out. So definitely a big month for them. Um, yeah, I love this. Uh, I Before I even saw it, and Joe Lynch, I read his review, and he said it reminded him a lot of Evil Dead. So, I mean, obviously that's up my alley. And I saw all the reviews that said the same thing, and I was like, okay, let's see if it actually is, but it definitely is. Um, and also, it took a lot of stuff from Resident Evil 7, the game. Like, I, that's one I love that game, and it's very similar, but um, in, like, weird ways. But um, those are two of my favorites, so it combines something great. Um, I can see why people wouldn't like this. It's still found footage, and the guy is annoying, but that's kind of the point, I feel. Um, that was one of the downfalls I had. Yeah. Because I was watching with my friends, and we thought, like, we had to be, we we're like, oh, th- like, he's going to drop out of this as soon as stuff starts happening. He'll be, like, a real person. But no, he's just that annoying throughout. And, like, I kind of thought that was really funny. Um, definitely some crazy, it's crazy, a lot of stuff going on. Um, I like it better than Dashcam. Dashcam is similar but different in ways and uh but i think this was better overall see that's what took me out of dash camp too was that main character was so fucking annoying well all right it was really hard to get behind but that's That's what all these tiktokers and instagrammers yeah they all are they're annoying pricks yeah who need to be taken down a notch so when they get killed it's okay on movies I will the, say, though, in Deadstream, the kills were pretty good. Yeah. Kills and effects are great. Yeah. And it's it's uh, just, it's, it's I don't know, it's cool. Um, with uh, the crazy part about Dashcam for me was, um, I remember me and my friend watched it because, like, it got banned or something. And we were like, okay, like, that's, why is this movie getting banned in 2022? And the lead person's Annie Hardy. <laughs> And as I was watching, I was like, I, I feel like I know I've seen this person before. And she's like an actual musician, but she's like that in real life. That's the craziest part. Like she's playing a character in a way, but she's actually just fucking crazy. And like I like some of her music, too. She was in a band called Giant Drag. And like, I Never guess they, they might have done the music for it, but it was just really weird. And um, like they were trying to be meta in that more than this, I feel. Yeah, I mean. You haven't seen either one, Justin, right? Dash cam or. Nope. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Justin, what's your pick of the week? I was going kind of comedy this week. We got with zombie land. After a virus turns most people into zombies, the world's surviving humans remain locked in an ongoing battle against the hungry undead. Four survivors, Tallahassee, played by Woody Harrelson, and his cohorts, Columbus, Jesse Eisenberg, Wichita, Emma Stone, and Little Rock, Abigail Breslin, abide by a list of survival rules and zombie-killing strategies as they make their way toward a rumored safe haven in Los Angeles. It was released uh, October 2nd, 2009, directed by Ruben Fleischer. It's got Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin, and a wonderful and great cameo. By Bill Murray. I mean, this movie, it's quotable. It's got great kills. It's got great humor. Not a whole lot on the scare other than, you know, the fact that everybody's zombies and all that stuff. And there's a few jump scares. But, I mean, it is a great movie. I love it. Sequel kind of 
let it down a little bit, but the original was still I great. I loved how he was looking for a Twinkie. Yeah. And the oh, use of for Hugh you... the Bell Tolls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the opening Bill... scene. So good. And Bill Murray was friggin' classic Bill Murray. So, my pick of the week is Hollow's Eve. Ten years after a cruel Halloween joke left a girl horribly scarred, the pranksters returned to the scene of their crime and reaped their rewards of their malice. Directed by Sean Magari, was released on October 14, 2014. Starred Daniel Harris, Raymond Mamrak, Courtney Baxter, and Tiffany Shepis. And it was funny because when I was watching it, I've seen it a couple times, but I never noticed that Kyle doesn't know who he is, probably, but the, remember the Blue Meanie mm-hmm. from ECW back in the day? Yep. He's he's in it. He like he plays a part in the movie. And I was like, oh wow, that's cool. How did I never notice that? But and I had tweeted something. I thought it was on my personal account, but it was on the movie bar account. And Tiffany Shepard liked the tweet. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's you know it's about a Halloween haunt at a farm, and a girl gets scarred and. Gets their re- uh, somebody gets revenge, but Don't good movie. Revenge. All right, let's move on to our main topic this week. Should we start with All Hallows Eve or should we start with Terrifier? I mean, I guess you should start where it started. Okay, let's let's start with uh, All Hallows Eve. Well, watching two children on Halloween night, a babysitter finds a old VHS tape in the tape in the kids trick or treat bag. The tape features three tales of terror all linked together by a murderous clown who would later become Art the Clown. As the as the night goes on, strange things begin to occur in the house and it isn't long before the babysitter learns the horror, tr- horrifying truth. The mechanical clown is slowly working his way into her reality. <laughs> what? Mechanical clown. Maniacal, I'm sorry. Uh, it was initially released on October 29, 2013. It was directed by Damien Leon. Um, so it stars Katie McGuire as Sarah, Catherine Callahan as Caroline, Mary Mazer as costume designer, Kayla Leon as Casey. Mike Gianelli as Art the Clown. And so that guy didn't play Art the Clown in the next ones, as we'll see. No, there's actually... um, The guy that played Art the Clown in this film was friends with the director. And then when it came time to do Terrifier, he no longer had an interest in acting. acting. Mm -hmm. So that's how he found the guy that played Art. Yeah. And... Um, uh, on, on Rotten Tomatoes, this has a it doesn't have a critic score because it wasn't released like in theaters and stuff. It's super indie, but it has a 34 percent audience score. Um, so it's not that most highly reviewed movie, but I mean most horror isn't. It has a 5.1 on IMDb, which isn't bad for horror actually. So yeah, um, so you guys watched it. What did you think of the story, the premise of the movie? I feel like I've seen it before. 
and I might have. I don't know. <clears throat> um, just some of it felt familiar, like the the girl and the 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 kids interacting. But I don't. That could just be that. Just that lady. I, I've seen her before. Um, so I could just know her from something else with something similar. But I mean, overall, it was good for what it was. Um, the second scene was stupid. The alien thing. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it made no sense in the grand scheme of it. Yeah. Um, especially like I was expecting after that, I was expecting the third one to have something other than the clown again. Well, then when the clown came back, I was just like, well, why the hell did they bother to have the alien in there? Yeah. What was the point of the alien? And it it's wasn't... Anthology. It wasn't, yep. But they had the same murder in the first and the last. Why Why mix it up in the middle for no reason with some... The alien is doing this. <laughs> like Squidward dancing. I mean... I don't know. But, I mean, some of the effects were absolutely terrible. But the kills, some of the kills were really good. Yeah. I did like a few of the kills. What was your favorite kills? I mean, I liked them at the end when the reveal for the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that I was the best one there. It's very I mean, again, again, terribly fake. But <laughs> I mean, obviously, super indie, no budget. I get that, yeah. but I think that was that was the best one in that one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's your standard Halloween anthology movie. Like, I don't like. I enjoyed it enough. I I feel like probably enjoyed it as much as um, what's the Tales of Halloween? I feel like it was similar in my mind um trick-or-treat is definitely the best of the halloween anthologies i think that are like focused on halloween but uh mm-hmm. yeah this one too I, and i i do like how like the first one i kind of liked how it kept escalating and how there's like another monster and then it ends up being a cult like that one's kind of crazy and the alien one was kind of slow um and the third one obviously the also the kill in that one's pretty crazy um so it the movie has confidence for being an indie movie and like it tries to do what it can. And I think the guy, Damien Leone or whatever, comes from a, a special effects background. So that yeah, yeah I noticed that he did a lot of the mm-hmm. special effects. Um, you know, I, I love the scene like when she's looking and he's in the living room. Mm-hmm. But then she looks behind him and he's not there. And then she looks back and he's there. And, you know, the effects like that. I enjoyed. Well, I mean, that bird face guy was pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. But then, you know, kind of pulling that um, when a stranger calls that the killer's already in the house and killed the kids. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it was good. Uh, campy, but I like it. So... Um, all right, what do you guys rate it? I would give it like a 2.5, like entertaining enough, 
No, I don't think it's not for everybody, but enjoyed watching it. I'd go to for what it was. It was good, but yeah, I, I give it a three. Um, you know, it, that isn't really our introduction to Art the Clown. There is a, a short film that he was in. The name is striking me at the moment, but but this is our first big screen uh, interaction with Art. So that brings us to Terrifier, the solo Art the Clown movie. Uh, a crazy clown stalks and tries to kill three women in a wretched old apartment building on Halloween night. It was released on March 15th, 2018, directed by Damien Leone. All right, the cast is uh, Jenna Cannell as Tara Hayes, Samantha Scafidi as Victoria Vicky Hayes, David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown, Catherine Corcoran as Dawn. <laughs> this name gets me. Puyamo Saini as Cat Lady. <laughs> Matt McAllister as Mike the Exterminator, number one. Michael Levy as Will the Exterminator, number two. Don't know why they have numbers like that. Katie McGuire as Monica Brown and Gino Carafelli as Steve. All right. So overall story, what do you guys think of Art the Clown? As a story, this one. Yeah, what better. story? Uh, the pretty simple story of clown fixates, clown kills. That's the story. But well, I should say torches. clown shits in bathroom, clown fixates, clown kills. <laughs> Are you a clown, Justin? No, I try to get it in the toilet. Thank you. So, you know, basics... Horror storyline. Two you know. Yeah, I mean, females. Two drunk girls. Phone dead. Come pick me up. Okay, where are you? Okay. The standard PC laws and all that crap. One has to go to the bathroom, so they go inside this abandoned warehouse, meet this other crazy ass woman with her quote unquote baby. Mm -hmm. Like I thought it was interesting. Um. Kyle, what did you think of it? Um, like it's not like I hate it or anything. It was just like fine. I think I liked All Hallows Eve a little bit more. Funny enough, but uh, really, uh, yeah. I this one I just felt like it. it maybe it was overhyped or because this is my first time watching it. Or um, I don't know. I just thought it could have been so much more. And like the effects were good, and I liked art in some scenes, but. Like, when he uses a gun, like, I know he's, like, a normal guy, whatever, but when he's using a gun, I don't know. I just felt like it could have been so much better. Like, I was just a little disappointed after all these years of hearing about it. Um, like, I, you know, there's plenty of horror movies that are just kind of killing, and some people called it, tor- this is, like, kind of in the torture porn vein, and I don't know if I'd go that yeah. far. Um, Like, it has some of that, but I don't know. I just feel like if there was more of a story and like some of the characters were better and like it had more of a typical final girl, that kind of story, I would have liked it more. So I'm excited to see a second one. I think that might fix some of my issues with it. 
So were you guys surprised when he pulls out the gun and shoots her? <laughs> you guys no, because after the first one, when he when he shot the guy, when he shot in the first one, he shot the guy in the car. Mm-hmm. Then I knew that rule was out the window. Yeah. And when he, I I knew he was gonna shoot her. I knew that was gonna happen. I just I felt that one coming. Um, I mean, again, this one. Again, it, like it, it was more of a story. Granted, yes, it was just like I said, but the kills in this one were better. I mean, when he saw that chick in half. All right, so let's talk about that. I mean, come on. I honestly, the the worst part about that was the girl watching his reaction. She wasn't reacting enough, you yeah. know. Well, you got to remember when you held upside down for a long period of time, all the blood goes. No, 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 no. The one watching. Oh, the one watching. She wasn't reacting enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That scene definitely gave me uh, Hostel 2 vibes when the girl's hanging upside down, the lady's slicing her open. But um, definitely best kill in the movie. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to sell you from. Your vagina down to your head. Asshole appetite. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the kill, Kyle? Yeah. No, I mean, the effects for that one were great, too. Like, the kills are definitely good in this, besides the gun ones. Like, anytime he's, like, using a weapon is great. And that one, I mean, you can't, not, you can't even hold any of the other ones up to that one. Like, yeah. the one guy's head explodes, but you only see it for a second. But this one, like, you see it happening. Mm-hmm. And you know, then when they meet, when the the other lady gets introduced introduced into the movie, the one with the um the fake baby, mm-hmm. like, oh yes, you know, and, or he's riding around on the tricycle, like the fuck, like I, I believe the director said he made this one for thirty five thousand dollars. I believe. It. I mean, for yeah. what he did. Very impressive. Pretty good. Um, so, how did you guys feel about the acting, like from the girls? <laughs> or, actually, how do you feel about the acting of Art the Clown, where he doesn't say a word and just goes based off of his facial expressions and his? I like that a lot. Yeah, I think that that guy is great at miming it, and especially when he's sitting in the diner staring at them. And then I also like when he's like dancing in the car. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the art, the other clown's great. Everybody else is fucking awful. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going into horror movies like this expecting great acting. You know, passable's okay, but definitely bad acting in this. Um, I mean, he's not the scariest movie clown, like by far. Like he's not even close. Um, he's probably the most disgusting movie clown based on what he does i mean but pennywise trounces him um but yeah i mean you you don't i don't watch any horror movies expecting any kind of acting really i mean i've seen some where they got the person chopping off their left hand and then in the next scene she's using a hammer with her left hand so i mean this isn't that bad but (laughs) um, nothing will ever be crow go wild you guys ever seen that movie? 
No. So it's based off of the Scarecrow movies from years ago. And their lead actor is Ken Shamrock from the UFC. So that tells you right off the bat. And there's one scene where the guy wearing the Scarecrow mask is like chasing after him. And all you see in the back is is the the mask flapping up and down. Like it's one of those Halloween latex masks. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I definitely think not talking adds a whole nother level to art. Kind of, you know, because he has to go off of his facial expressions and his body mannerisms. Kind of along the lines of somebody that plays Jason Voorhees, you know, with the heavy breathing, because you really can't see their facial expressions. But I definitely think it adds to the character. And I don't know if he talks at all in two. I don't think he does. But so. How'd you guys feel about the lengths of the two movies? Uh, All Hollows Eve and Terrifier. Worked out well for me. Yeah. <laughs> I always appreciate a short one. And they were both less than an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, well, Kids were upstairs but... watching Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> well, he definitely got his money's worth for the se- the second one, I guess. Oh, yeah. Terrifier too. But um, how about Damien Leone as, as a director? And effects oh yeah yeah obviously he's great at effects um i i i feel like obviously i mean it's such a low budget it's hard to you know it like it's so fucking impressive if you could do any of that like we get shit on it but like goddamn um but i'm mm-hmm. very interested to see a second one because i feel like you can kind of see more of his directing there because this i feel like was kind of going for just kill to kill um yeah but i don't know second one excited for still okay do you guys recommend all hollows eve if you're yeah if you're in the mood for an anthology and you've seen like trick-or-treat and stuff um trick-or-treat first but after that sure and if you want to see the somewhat original origins of art the clown yeah Definitely recommend it. Terrifier. Do you guys recommend Terrifier? I, if you if you if you don't if you like the violent kind of just straight slasher movie, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Typical. If you're looking for a plot, no. Yeah, I feel like if unless you're into horror, yes. If you're not so much into it, maybe just seen like some of the bigger ones, definitely not. Yeah. So, are you guys looking forward to seeing Terrifier 2 at some point? After seeing these two movies? Yeah, I'd like to see, you know, where you take them. Because, I mean, the other thing I did notice is a lot of it was kind of the same first one to second one as far yeah. as the kills. Yeah. Um, one guy got Gable with a gun. He got one person with a gun. Um, he used that whip with all the different sharp things on it, and she pretty much had the same cuts as the as the lady at the end of the first one. So it's it's there was a lot of it that kind of seemed reused and a mm-hmm. little bit too close to what it was last time. But uh, you know, we'll see what he does with the third one. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Terrifier Two made like over a million 
which is, you know, it had this one had no budget either. So I think we'll definitely see a third Terrifier and another appearance. And that's of over a million dollars in a three day period. Yeah. And the movie's uncut too, which is unheard Thursday, of to be in theaters. Friday, Saturday. I believe it was playing Sunday and today. Yeah. But Terrifier 2 will be available on Screenbox. Just not sure when. Probably for Halloween. So, all right. Uh, we didn't do ratings for Terrifier. Kyle? I think I'll give it a two. Justin? I'm going to keep my three. Your three? Two. Two. I give it a four. I just love that scene when he saws her in half. <laughs> and the whole little wraparound with the, with the talk show when she's... You know, spoiler. The, well, actually, mm. it shows in the beginning of the movie, so it really can't be a spoiler. But, um, yeah, so that covers Terrifier and All Hallows' Eve. Uh, looking forward to seeing Terrifier 2 whenever it comes to screen box, because I do not believe it's no longer in I believe it's no longer in theaters at this point. Uh, so with that, everything okay over there? Is art there? Cats in a box. <laughs> the bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. And get your official Movie Bar shirts at www.bonfire.com slash store slash Movie Bar Podcast with dashes between the words. Um, we are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out our new website, www.moviebarpod.com. Join WhatNot using our link at whatnot.com forward slash invite forward slash the movie bars and get a $15 credit. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at the movie bar pod at the movie bar at via email at the movie bar at outlook.com. Please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And we'll see you at the bar. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.